This is episode 514 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, The Vegetable Garden Plan, Designing a Garden to Feed Your Family. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the Hydra Blue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter with the kit that comes with the VersaFlow. Now with the possibility of filtering up to 100,000 gallons, the VersaFlow could filter one gallon of water for each family member for many, many years. Now, to make it easy for you, I created a free video and a PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. Now, to watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial, and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, guys, we got another comment on episode 510 and remember that was on homesteading on one acre and so Trent responded you know I think yesterday I read uh, the comment from Valerie and Trent responded to to the comment as well and he says uh, Todd Valerie is spot on my wife Trixie also known as T-Bone loves Weedham and Reap we have 1.83 acres and have eight goats six pregnant over 40 chickens and 10 quail. You can have goats on one acre, but you will have to supplement the feed and hay. You can see our farm at facebook.com forward slash Ivy Heart Farm. I love the podcast. I listen to several a day and you're one of the top three. The first I listen to in the morning, Java Todd, and the only podcast that I do not delete from my phone. So please keep up the awesome job. You reach more people than you think. And congratulations on two years. You rock. Hey, Trent, thanks so much, man, for that comment. I appreciate it. And uh, just a lot of people out there that are using goats. So, you know, what do I know <laughs> out there? So, uh, you know, that's great. Uh, Trent, I did go check out your Facebook page, uh, Ivy Heart Farm. And uh, I love, you know, those baby goats, man, are they're just fun to watch, you know. And I can just imagine... Uh, they're fun to watch on the video, but they must be fun to watch there in, in real live person. Just, you know, all the, the stuff that they do. And, uh, you know, it must be must be great. So I got to see some of your videos. I did like your Facebook page over there. So, guys, if you're uh, interested in checking out goats, maybe, and or you want to ask some, some goat-related questions, you can hit Trent and his wife, T-Bone, <laughs> up at uh, Ivy Heart Farm. Uh, you know, facebook.com forward slash Ivy Heart Farm, or I'm sure if you search Ivy Heart Farm on Facebook, uh, you can get to that. But again, uh, Trent, thanks so much for dropping that comment in episode 510. I uh, really do appreciate it. All right, so we did get another review on uh, on iTunes, and so uh, just wanted to read this one really quick. It's from Hermie the Worm, <laughs> and uh, it says, A long-time listener, every one of them. I really enjoy your insight on the topics. Keep up the great work. 
And then he says, Chad. So Chad, thanks so much. Uh, Chad is Hermie the Worm out there. Um, he also included the uh, the scripture verse, Ecclesiastes 4.12. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so a uh, great scripture verse there, just uh, as a reminder of, you know, brothers, uh, your believers coming together and, and standing with each other and supporting each other, but also a great verse for the preparedness community uh, and the understanding that you can't be alone out there. You have to, you, you need a tribe, you need people that can help you and you can encourage each other, you know, preparedness being out there all on your own, especially if the poop hits the fan, you know, that that's not the, the good place to be. That's not a, uh, the best place to be. Um, you know, having people that can support you, that can help you. Um, even if you, you're just talking about your family, right? You're like you and your spouse and, and your kids and stuff like that. It, it's so much better. There's so much more support um, that if you could expand that circle, right? And uh, if that is other family members, extended family members, or if that is your neighbors or, you know, wherever you live and however you can do that, that really is something that you should work towards and put a little bit of thought into it. And so, uh, you know, just wanted to leave you with that. I just thought maybe, you know, that verse was a, a good time to talk a little bit about that. But Chad, thanks so much for leaving that review. I always greatly appreciate it. And guys, I'm getting emails from people and I just, it's like, wow, man, it's really, it just really is a big blessing to me when I hear from you guys and uh, you know, just let me know that y'all appreciate the podcast and, and all of that. And, uh, it, you know, it just, it's one of those things that just makes me feel really good and makes me feel like definitely need to continue doing this. Uh, I, I do believe it is part of my mission and what I'm supposed to be doing in life. So I definitely have that but it helps when I hear from you guys. And so, uh, again, it's a real big blessing uh, leaving the reviews on iTunes and then, you know, or whatever, you know, podcast network you, you're listening on, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, you know, all those have their, their own way where you can leave some kind of review or, uh, you know, stars or whatever. And so that's always helpful so other people can find the podcast. But it's also a blessing to me when I see that. So uh, thank you so much. And then also the emails and everything. It just, uh, like I said, a, a big blessing. So let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com. And the title is The Vegetable Garden Plan, Designing a Garden to Feed Your Family. Now, I really like this article. It does give you some strategies that I really had never heard before and never thought about before, uh, especially if you are wanting to make sure that you have enough vegetables, fruits and vegetables for you and your family. So whether you are starting out and this is something that you are, you know, you're learning to garden, you're getting that experience. You might have uh, a garden bed where that you're using. You might be doing some container gardening, but you know, when you add that experience to your, you know, your repertoire, you are gaining that experience so that you can easily expand that later on down the road if you needed to, if you were in a poop hit the fan situation. But not only that, being able to judge 
how much food or how many how many how much fruit and vegetables you actually need for your family to last you for that whole year so if you think about it if you were in a place where you could never go to the store again or uh, you could never go to home depot and get seeds or order them from online or whatever you would want you would want to be able to plan out okay this stuff needs to last me all year long I'm going to can some. I'm going to have some, you know, fresh fruit and stuff like that or fr- fresh fruit and vegetables. But then I also need to collect some seeds and I need to have some seeds so that I can plant next year. And so all this stuff is part of the planning process. And so I think there's some great information here that you can have in the back of your mind or maybe even I, I think it's a good idea to have like a gardening journal where you're writing down your experiences and some of the things that you're learning so that you can easily look back you know, from year to year to year and say, okay, hey, this is where I've come from. These are some things that work in year one, some things that didn't work in year one. And so I don't want to repeat these things, right? And uh, also it's a great thing to be able to pass down to someone else, you know, all this information about where you are gardening and about your soil and about what grows best where and all that kind of stuff. So I always think that a gardening journal is is really, you know, it's a really good idea. But there's some other ideas here in this article. So let's go ahead and start reading again from oldworldgardenfarms.com. The title is The Vegetable Garden Plan, Designing a Garden to Feed Your Family. So let's go ahead and jump in. When it comes to growing your family's food, nothing is more valuable than a good vegetable garden plan. Backyard vegetable gardening continues to increase in popularity and with good reason. There is just something so incredibly special about knowing where your food comes from and when that somewhere is your own backyard, it takes on a whole new level of special. A garden is the perfect way to grow nutritious, healthy, pesticide-free food. And with a careful crafted vegetable garden plan, you can maximize your efforts to create a year-round pantry that feeds your family. Even better, it saves a big dollars on the family budget too. Now here are four big keys to help create the perfect vegetable garden plan for your backyard. So number one, take stock of what you consume now. Before that first plant is planted, know what you need to grow. To grow more of your family's food, start by figuring out what you eat most. This is a huge key to eliminating precious garden space on unwanted crops. Do you like potatoes and tomatoes? Does your family eat a lot of garlic? How about salsa and pasta sauce? What about salads? Begin by writing down what vegetables you and your family eat most and which of those foods can be grown in the garden. This eliminates the issue of growing things you won't consume or not having enough of what you love to eat. This step sounds overly simple, but is a major key in getting your vegetable garden plan off to the right start. So if you if we go back up here just for a second and we read what he was saying here, like do your, does your family like potatoes, tomatoes, all that kind of stuff. But then when you start thinking about salsa and and pasta sauce and and all that kind of stuff you might be storing pasta long term uh, you know pasta can store for long term right so you might be doing that uh, in your long term food storage but you might only have a certain amount of cans of ragu or whatever you know spaghetti sauce you might want to make your own and so that goes into to the mix right it's like making my own salsa making my own pasta and all the other little ingredients that go into that 
and, and how long they would last you. All right. So without knowing what you eat, it's hard to plant and grow what you will need. So number two is this. Create annual food goals. Next, you need to figure out how much you need of what you love to eat. And that includes fresh and canned foods that you can preserve. Think of it as creating a grocery list for an entire year. Simply write down what you think you use each month. Then multiply it by 12 for a yearly food goal. For example, if you use about four jars of salsa each month, then you need to can or preserve at least 48 jars for a year supply. Likewise, if your family eats green beans or corn four times a month, you will need 48 servings. This step is critical in keeping you on track as you create your vegetable garden plan. It will never be a perfect process, but it sets the stage for success. Again, guys, the planning, the planning process, there's so much planning and preparedness. I think, you know, we don't talk about that enough, but planning is such a big deal, even when you're thinking about, you know, how much food it's going to last you, right? And so we're thinking long term here, not just you know, hey, I'm I'm go I'm growing some uh, fruits and vegetables so that I can have it during you know the growing season, and then I give them all you know give some of it away and whatever, and it's just my little hobby. But if you think about, hey, I want this, I want to have this long term. You know, how much am I actually going to need? How many cans am I going to you know if I can my own you know tomato sauce or or whatever green beans, whatever you know vegetables. How long or how many cans do I need to last me throughout the whole year? So number three is this, plan and plant to grow what you and your family like to eat most. Now it's time to create that vegetable garden plan. Using your annual food supply list, you can dedicate garden space accordingly. Now if your list is high on tomato products like salsa, pasta, or pasta sauce and tomato juice, then you will need to plant a fair amount of tomatoes. Now, dedicating the garden to what you love to eat is important. We dedicate two rows in our garden, 14 to 16 plants, to Amish paste and San Marzano tomato plants every year. That grows enough tomatoes to supply our food goals of 48 salsa pints, 36 pasta sauce quarts, and a few jars of homemade ketchup and barbecue sauce. The San Marzanos are simply amazing. And so there is a link here if you want to go check out the San Marzano tomatoes. We then grow a few other heirloom varieties for fresh eating throughout the summer. It is a plan that always keeps us in fresh and preserved tomatoes and tomato products. See our 2018 garden plan as an example here. So there is a link to the 2018 garden plan that can give you even more information as you plan out your garden. But it all starts with our annual food goals. Without knowing how much we need, we wouldn't have a clue how much to plant. We use the same process for our green beans, popcorn, garlic, and every other crop. It's never perfect. We still fall short at times on a few things. And other times, we might be overloaded on some things. Now, it gets easier or a little easier every year. Remember, your plan will get better every year. Nothing will help your plan more than experience. Plants grow and produce differently depending on where they are grown, and they can be affected by soil conditions, weather conditions, pests, and more. 
However, it is far better and easier to have the plan in place to make the most of the garden space. Now, most importantly, as each year passes, it gets a little easier to judge from experience. As for that experience, here's a little extra tip we have learned over the years. Never plant more than one cherry tomato plant. Trust me, one is more than enough to feed the largest family. They simply never stop growing and producing. So uh, yeah, that's totally true on the cherry tomato plants. You know, one of the things that I would do though, is I would just, when I was outside and, you know, cleaning up in the backyard or whatever, I would just grab them right off the tomato plant and pop them in my mouth. And uh, so, you know, I, I liked eating them that, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't like eating tomatoes like in my salads and I've even gotten to the point like if I if we grill hamburgers or something like that I don't like tomatoes in my hamburgers either but I do just like popping the cherry tomatoes in my in my mouth or even the grape tomatoes uh you know the the little tinier ones uh than the cherry tomatoes I like popping those in my mouth as well so sometimes they don't even make them make it inside <laughs> all right so number four is supplement your growing with local sources Last but not least, don't get caught up trying to grow everything. And guys, I'm just going to add right there, especially at the very beginning. Remember, you are you're adding to your experience. You're, you're adding to your skills on being able to garden. It is one of those things that, you know, some people are just, some people are have that natural talent. They just go out there and it's just like, you know, they have that green thumb that everybody talks about. And if you have that, that is so cool for you, right? But not everybody is like that. And so it is one of those things about, hey, learning, learning your soil, learning, you know, the plants, learning how much to water, you know, paying attention and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you have that aspect. It's a learning experience. So you're not going to grow everything. I remember the first time that I started, I put in my, my garden beds. I thought I was just going to be, you know, overflowing. I thought I was going to have so much garden produce that I was going to be selling it on the side of the roads or whatever. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's just, it doesn't work like that, you know? So there is that learning curve that, that you need to, uh, to go through. All right. So continuing on here, concentrate efforts on growing what you love and what grows well in the space you have. If there are things you and your family want to preserve that you can't grow or grow enough of, then buy in bulk. There are many great local farmers and farmers markets now growing and selling great produce. A great example for us is sweet corn. We love it fresh and love to preserve it as well. Unfortunately, it takes up too much of our available space, especially to grow what we need for an entire year. However, we have a local farmer down the road that grows incredible organic sweet corn. We purchase in bulk from him. Then we can and freeze it to have all year long. Not only is it inexpensive, it's organic and delicious. With a little planning, you really can grow and feed your family more than you ever imagined. All right, so, uh, and then they end it here, happy gardening. Let me say something just really quick about the farmer's market. If you start going to a farmer's market and you could make friends, you get to know some of the people that are there and you're able to, uh, find out you know what they're growing, what they're selling, when it'll be ready, and all of that. You might be able to even get your produce at a cheaper price if you connect with them and say, "Hey, you know, I will buy a, this amount, right? This many pounds of 
uh, produce from you. And you don't even have to bring that to the farmer's market. If you can give me a, a decent price or, you know, whatever, a cut or a deal, I will drive to you and pick up the produce. And that way that's less than that you have to bring to farmer's market, right? Or, you know, that's just more money that you can make. You can bring even more product and you can make more money or whatever, right? And so that might be something that, uh, you know, a strategy that you might want to take up if you are going to farmers markets and saying, hey, you know, is your farm close by? You know, do you or, you know, are you in the area? Do you have contact information where I can contact you and possibly, you know, not wait to, to meet here at the farmers market? Because there's some farmers markets that only show up maybe like once a month, uh, maybe even once a quarter. Right. And so you'll build that relationship with them and you'll be able to uh, maybe get a, a better price if you're able to go and purchase directly from them. Kind of like what they're saying here in this article. So uh, that might be a strategy you want to take up. And then you'll have enough where you can can and you can preserve. And uh, if you're able to do that and add to your long term food storage, man, that's really great. You know, not only is it the skill of canning, but you are putting back great, you know, vegetables, fruits and vegetables, you know, things that are organic and not uh, filled with junk that, uh, you, that you can get from the grocery store. Right. So, uh, there you go, guys. I hope this has, uh, been valuable for you and is, is getting the juices flowing for you when it comes to gardening. I know some of y'all are just chomping at the bit to get into the soil. And then others are listening to this and is like, man, I, Todd, I don't have, there's just no desire to garden or maybe you don't have any room. Um, I, I would challenge you to maybe go like to Home Depot or Lowe's or, you know, maybe like a, a garden center or whatever and buy like a tomato plant that's already like in a five gallon bucket. One that you don't necessarily like. If you don't have room, you don't have garden beds or anything like that, you're not going to put anything to the ground. At least go get a tomato plant and put it in your on your porch or whatever and or your patio and let it get some sun and water it and you know enjoy the fresh tomatoes now just let just do that one thing and they're not very expensive you go to you go like i said go to home depot they already have them in three gallon or five gallon buckets and it's all already done for you. You might need to put a cage around it or help stand it up after it gets to a certain uh, length or certain height, I guess, not a length, certain height. But, uh, you know, just do that and, and you'll be amazed, you know, at the flavor and the taste of those tomatoes versus what you're getting at the grocery store. And so I'll just challenge you to do that. If you're not doing anything else with gardening, at least do that and see, you know, see what happens after uh, after the season, after that plant begins to die off and uh, and it goes from there. And so who, who knows, you might get the bug to, uh, to start gardening and you might get two uh, containers next time or three containers. And so it's pretty amazing what you can do with containers. So, uh, you know, those of you that don't have the room, you can have two, three, four plants on a patio, even on an apartment patio. And, uh, you know, you'll be the envy of the apartment complex because you will have fresh <laughs> fruits and vegetables. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this article. Um, like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can come over to 
oldworldgardenfarms.com. Um, it's a great website. There's a lot of great information. The articles aren't very long and you can search for anything that you're looking for. And uh, they've been they've been at it for a while. So there's a lot of good information here. Well, guys, that's it for episode 514. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.